attention more than ever, wearing the mask and the distancing, it matters. Yeah, I thought of something the other day. I said, you know, because I'm older than my wife, I might get the vaccine before her. And I said to her, that means, you know, doesn't mean like I still have to be careful because she has not received the vaccine. So, you know, people in households have to be very aware of who yeah. has the vaccine and who doesn't. Um, it's 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 going to be a big effort. When do you think when do you think you'll see a good majority of this country vaccinated, knowing what you know and what you're talking to the Biden administration about, which I can't wait for inauguration. I, I mean, I, I, I wish they'd have it today. Um, let's get on I think this. this summer. I think this you summer, think this I summer? Really, and I'm praying so because I want kids to go to full school in the fall in person. It's critical to their development, to their brains, to their social interactions. They have to be in school. So we have to complete it by the summer. And, and you know, there are people now who I think are all over the place with this thing. Some people are sending their kids to school. Some aren't. I mean, it's just like a massive confusion. And I think with these new guidelines from the federal government, We'll start to see some organizational changes. Schools will know what to do. You know, there'll be there'll be a. I guess that the only word I think of is it is it an effort that everyone has to get on board with. I hope at they least there'll only be one page we're working with instead of fifty. Right. I hope they make a national mask mandate. You know, we gotta have it. Gotta wear masks. Yeah. What about what about these people with the, the, the again, I'm trying to address all these rumors so we can we can help people here. Uh, the vaccine causes infertility or sterility or, or if I'm pregnant or you know, can a pregnant woman take uh, or breast a woman who's breastfeeding? Can she take the vaccine? So what's unique about this vaccine is, you know, normally when a drug is FDA approved, we stop collecting data. And, right, it's amazing. We collect data till the day it's approved and then we stop. When you get a vaccine, you get a card with a little QR code that you click and it's called vSafe and you actually submit how you felt and what happened to every person in the country. So we have 10 plus million data points from that. And what we know is in pregnant women, it is safe. What we know is in nursing women, there has been no effect on the mother and the child to date. And so very, very encouraging data that we didn't have before. But with this system, we've been able to to get that data. And so it's a discussion to have with your doctor if you're pregnant or if you're nursing. But certainly when you look at the risks benefits, it's a decision that every mother together with a physician needs to make. And now we have some data to back that up. Yeah, And it does not affect fertility. The fertility thing is totally made up. It is an internet rumor. There is no effect on male or female fertility. And I get that question all the time and there's zero. No, because I'm glad I, I know um, my daughter were like, oh, I wonder if it's OK if you, you know, because we haven't had children yet or something like that. You know, it's uh, you know, it, it's a concern. But everything you're saying seems to really lead me to hope to being hopeful. And and, uh, and uh, one thing you didn't address, does a mother who's breastfeeding confer her immunity to her child? Yes. So if a mother has immunity, she can confer some of it through breast milk to her child and give some protective effect because, you know, young babies cannot make good immune responses. So we don't classically vaccinate until they're a year old or so for something like this. And so for that first year, breastfeeding can confer some immunity to the child, which is great. Wow. Yeah. That is so, so great. Let's take a couple of questions. People are really confused out there. Do you have a a couple more minutes that you can give me, Dr. Eggers? Sure. Sure, Dr. Sure, Regis, sure. Dr. Regis, Dr. Regis, by the way, is a, a brilliant man, as you can tell. Uh, I am I'm very, very uh, blessed to have him in my life. 
Uh, you can even text Dr. Regis yourself. It's his personal number, 310. I used to think I was special. I had his personal number. <laughs> Evidently, you can have it, too. He just you are special. Like yeah, I'm kind of not. Uh, cards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy. He gives out his own number, but he gets right back to you, 310-299-9322. And he also uh, will send you a regular update. I can't tell you how valuable that is. Uh, he has several books out there. I've read every single one of them twice, at least. They're that good uh, about how to eat, how to uh, think about science. It's just a tremendous uh, couple of books that he's written, and I suggest you you go out and uh, and purchase those. Go ahead, Diane, real quick for Dr. Agus. Hi, Howard and Robin. I've loved you 20 years, 20 years. Um... I've, all, I've even been shunned for listening to you as a woman. But all I right, let's. I don't want to waste. I, I love you, Diane, and, and and but but Dr. Agus has limited time. This guy's okay. right on the front line, all so right. I want you to get right into your question. Uh, Go ahead. Yes, doctor. My husband's going for the COVID vaccine on Monday. Um, he has a minor eye infection. Uh, the doctor prescribed antibiotics, Z-Pak. Can he take it? Or, or should he hold off on it? If you're on antibiotics, Dr. Agus, what do you do? Can you take the vaccine? As long as the infection is under control. I mean, so you would argue between now and Monday, um, it should be under control and it shouldn't be an issue. But with active infection, you shouldn't get a vaccine. Okay. Bill, go ahead in Maryland. Hey, doctor, besides uh, having athletes, professional Af- African-American athletes and newscasters showing themselves get the vaccine, what is a great way to reach out to the African-American community that's been hit so hard at a higher rate with COVID uh, to make sure we can help them understand this is a good, fair, safe vaccine? It's a good point because, uh, you know, traditionally in this country, uh, black people, people of color were used in experiments and things. It's not a bullshit thing. It's it's real um is there something um uh, i think this whole conversation should be reassuring but is there something on a national level we can do to appeal to those communities you know i think every every community every culture has its own leaders whether it be a church leader whether it be a family leader whether it be a ceo of a company and we have to reach out to those leaders and educate them i and many others are doing sessions literally daily I have a session with church leaders later this week. We have a session with corporate CEOs. We have a session with political leaders. The more we educate them and they can educate the people who trust them, that matters. Um, you know, if I speak to a community that doesn't know me, there's no trust there before they've met me. But if I could speak with one of their leaders who do trust me, then together we can actually get the behavior change to enable large-scale vaccinations. And I think that's going to happen. I think people are stepping up now that we have the data and there's an understanding and that this vaccine is no longer political. The problem with the last year is everything regarding this virus was political. Now that it's going to be depoliticized, I think we're all going to step up and you're going to see new attitudes in the country. We're going to work together as one to get things done because it's no longer a a statement of your politics, whether you get a vaccine or not. I can't tell you how excited I am about what you just said. I I really do mean it. I mean, what would thank God this guy's coming in and he believes in science and he wants to do the right thing, wants to get the vaccine out there. I bet you we're going to see regular updates, press conferences, because we're being, this is a war against the virus and we're going to be led now. And we need leadership. Yeah, uh, this is tremendous. War on our soil. I mean, it's the first war on our soil in our lifetime, and it really is a war in our soil, and we have to treat it as such. 
I said this morning on the air, it's like, you know, in World War II, the, the president didn't say, listen, uh, let the states handle it. This is a war, and it's got to be handled on a national level. And now we're talking about something great. Um, what about uh, people who carry an EpiPen? Um, should they wait to get the vaccine? Because that, go ahead, I, I, I want to know. The, the risk of the virus is so great that if you carry an EpiPen, go get the vaccine with your EpiPen in your pocket. And if you need that EpiPen, we'll give it every person who's had a reaction. And there have been some, it's very, very small. Um, they've done fine after that EpiPen. And so while reactions we don't want, they do happen, um, especially with these RNA vaccines. With the newer vaccines, they should be much, much less frequent. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, the virus outweighs any downside of the vaccine by orders of magnitude. What's the dumbest question you've received where you went, I can't believe the lack of knowledge in this country. What is, what are the, what's the dumbest thing you've heard about the vaccine? You know, there's a notion with this vaccine, and first of all, there's a tracker in there that Bill Gates has a plan to take over the country, and there's a tracker in the vaccine. And so once you get it, the federal government knows everything you do, what you say, and where you are, which is true, but it's astonishing that people realize that. No, I mean, there's nothing to that at all. This is, and again, this is not rush science. I mean, this is really an amazing advance of technology, both in developing the vaccine, manufacturing, and distributing it. It's impressive, but it is not rushed and no steps were skipped. This is as safe as any other vaccine. That's what's exciting. Do you have patients who really think the, the vaccine was rushed? In other words, there is that perception out there. Like, like how do they do it so fast? Like you said, there's been so many advances in science that uh, you know, we're able to get. Patients choose doctors based on their belief systems. So I don't have those patients. I get those texts. I get those uh, uh, tweets at me all the time, but they're not within my patient group. I mean, it's very interesting, right? You choose doctors who you trust. And so I don't see it among my patients, but on Twitter and social media, I mean, I, I get thrown that every day by hundreds. And it's really, you know, astonishing to me in a sense, because there are very few of these, you know, you and I and Robin are having this long form conversation explaining things that doesn't happen on social media. That doesn't happen in the news anymore. Everything is one in two minutes quick and done. Having right. this long conversation is really a service that you're providing to the country, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, listening to you talk, um, you know, it's comforting. And that's my problem with social media. There's so much, first of all, nonsense out there. But also, when, when it comes to an explanation, people want this information like within 30 seconds. In order to calm people, to reassure them, it's got to be a constant flow of information, good information. And I think that's what we're getting out there. By the way, why don't elephants get cancer? Is it because they're not smokers? I've never seen an elephant with a cigarette or any kind of thing. That's my theory. Um they're 40, 50 times bigger than you or I. They have 40, 50 times more cells and they're in the sun all day. Yet when you think about it, elephant females give birth until their 60s and the dominant male protects the herd until the day he dies. So they couldn't afford to get cancer. Cancer was actually made to knock you and I off in our 30s or 40s to give more food and housing to the next generation. So when you clone elephants, they have a gene called P53. You and I have one copy. It corrects our error in the genome from inflammation. They have 20 copies of this gene. So they evolved a way to correct DNA so they don't get cancer because they couldn't afford it. We can.
That's what's amazing. And these are clues to actually, you know, for all of us to learn from nature how we're going to live better. In fact, that's the book I'm working on now is what we can learn from other creatures in nature. Because we've all been on the same earth for a million years. And we're going to learn from each of these creatures things to make us live longer and better. So in other words, we procreate and we're useful up until the age of 30, possibly 40. An elephant is procreating, protecting the herd up until the day it dies. Therefore, yeah. cancer cannot be allowed into their system. Jeez. That's, uh, right. that, I mean, we had our how kids. How smart are the elephants? Yeah. <laughs> and why are we not so smart? I don't understand. <laughs> are you telling me I should go out and make a baby even at this advanced stage? Is that what you're saying? So I, <laughs> I think that's what you're saying. Shannon, go ahead real quick for Dr. Eggis, and then I got to let him I'm go. Come commenting. on. He's right there on the front line, man, making this all happen. You got him. Go ahead, Shannon, in Pennsylvania. Hey, guys. Awesome to talk to you. Hey, Dr. Eggis, um, just a quick question. I'm a transplant patient. I had a kidney and liver transplant a little over two years ago, and I'm just wondering about your thoughts on safety and the vaccination. So first of all, I mean, congratulations that, you know, because of science has done amazing things, obviously, for your life. And it really is amazing to me, transplants. Yeah. <laughs> and how they enable a remarkable quality of life in people. Um, you know, there is no harm in you getting the vaccine. There's no live component in this vaccine at all. So there's no harm. The big question is you're on drugs that block your immune system from rejecting your uh, kidney or liver. And so will you make a strong enough immune response? And the answer is we don't know. So there's no harm in getting. I would get it. There is a new treatment coming out probably in February or March from a company called AstraZeneca, which is a shot in the arm of antibodies that target COVID-19 and last for a year. So you'll get this shot and it basically will protect you with a year of immunity separate from a vaccine because it's giving you the antibodies. And it's meant exactly for people in your situation, for people who have a suppressed immune system and can't make a good enough a response to a vaccine. And that represents almost 5% of our country um, cannot make a good response to a vaccine, which is why the rest of us need to have that herd immunity, get the vaccine to protect people in your situation. How sad is it that we don't know the name of the geniuses who come up with this stuff? You know what I mean? We know baseball players. We know football players. No, the we guy know who, Britney Spears. We spend an hour talking about, talking about we, her. Forget Britney Spears. We know Jamie Spears, her sister. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, you know, can you imagine some guy figured out, some man or woman or team figured out the antibodies for so that this woman who's had a kidney transplant can, can actually survive? I mean, what a miracle. Do you a know where vaccines geniuses. came from? This Where? is the coolest story ever. So in the early 1800s, a good person in the world was dying of smallpox. And literally, you took care of someone with smallpox, you would die weeks later. This guy named Edward Jenner noted that when women milked cows, they would get pox on their arm and they wouldn't die. And they could take care of people with smallpox and they would live. And so he went to the king of England and goes, I want to stick a needle in and draw the pus out of their arm from these uh, pox and inject other people. And the king says, get the hell out of here. And he goes, I'll inject myself. And he said, every scientist says that and he kicks him out. Well, that night. Jenner had a, uh, uh, the king had a dream of King Solomon where the two women go to King Solomon and said, this is my baby. And King Solomon said, I'm going to rip the baby in half. And the real mother said, you take the baby. And he calls up Jenner and he goes, you know, you have a five-year-old son. If you inject your son, I'll know you really believe. And he did that. And what's amazing to me about that story is that number two through 11 who got the vaccine were the king and the royal family. Wow. So to me, it's a message that it's not just the science you do. 
It's how you speak about it that matters. There's a sculpture of Jenner injecting his son in one of the great museums in Italy. And I wrote them a letter a couple of years ago saying, can I have a co- make a copy of this? Because it's so meaningful to me, this big you know, marble sculpture. And they said, no, it's one of the national treasures. Well, after COVID-19, in the middle of all this, they wrote us back a letter and saying, we're having our national sculpture make a copy for your institute. Oh, and wow. it's coming in the next couple of weeks. And to me, it really is a special story of that king and stepping up. Everyone says Jenner's the hero, but it really is the king. You know, to get normative behavior change, you need leadership. And that king provided it by saying, I'm number two to get the vaccine. Yeah, well, I think uh, you're making a, a good point, especially in light of what's going on in Washington. Good leadership leads to everyone being confident and calm with this whole thing and worrying about their fellow man. Do you Wasn't still that have time? First vaccine, also the most effective vaccine ever. It was pretty effective. Um, we've had some good ones over the years: measles, mumps, rubella, um, but smallpox did pretty well in the early days. Yeah. And when I learned there was a vaccine that was developed uh, with, with some moldy bread or something, uh, you know how long I experimented on moldy bread? I came up with nothing. Well, that was an mold. antibiotic, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, do you have time? I don't want to uh, screw your day up, but do you have time for a couple of more questions from the audience? Yes, but I, I, okay. I just have this vision in my head of you experimenting, and it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My teachers were very impressed. Yes, Lindsay, go ahead. You're on with Dr. Agus, who's answering our questions Hi. about the vaccine. Yes, in Missouri. Go ahead, Lindsay. Hi, Dr. Agus. Um, I am a public defender, and I am in and out of court and seeing hundreds of people every day. I've already had COVID. I've given it to my infant. I've given it to my four-year-old. My wife is a teacher. She's had COVID because she's in and out of school. We live in rural Missouri where it's hugely red, and everyone thinks that COVID is still a hoax. But we're not on the priority list for vaccination. Is there any way that you suggest that we advocate for ourselves as public defenders to get moved up that list? So first of all, thank you for what you're doing in your service. Um, yeah, I think right now we're going to see a new administration that is going to federalize these guidelines. And certainly people who, because of their work, have to go out and actually defend the public should certainly be out there on the front lines and being vaccinated. And I, I, I will take that message uh, to them. Um, and it certainly makes sense. And I think you're going to see a big change as the government says who should get the vaccine. You will take that message to the states. Biden administration for uh, for Lindsay. You, is that what yeah. you're saying? Oh, great. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, I mean, people so Lindsay, out there helping all of us. But, but what she does is fantastic. Dr. Regis will Thank be speaking so with the uh, administration on your behalf. How's that? That's incredible. It makes me want to cry. We're working our butts off and nobody ever thinks about public defenders. You know, nobody nobody cares about us until you need us. And everybody's getting sick and we're working hard and the jails are still getting packed. And it Lindsay, just real, a lot to hear that. real quick too, because uh, you said you have a wife, please call back on a non Dr. Agus day. And we want to explore that a little bit and what you guys are up to and uh, what you're wearing. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> that, that, sorry, Dr. Agus. I have to make sure that all lesbians are vaccinated ahead of anyone else because uh, they, uh, listen, I've made a living essential, lesbian. Thing. Essential, essential to the show. Uh, Dr. Agus, um, there is uh, so much confusion. We were having a discussion this morning about the vaccine. And Jason, who works with me, said that um, because he is considered obese, he's over 300 pounds, that he was allowed the vaccine. So it does seem like here this public defender can't get it. But people now all of a sudden in New Jersey, they're saying if you smoke or you're obese, you can get the vaccine. It, it it all seems so weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, why why that? You're being rewarded almost for bad behavior. 
Listen, uh, uh, there are many criteria that could put you at higher risk. The biggest risk factor is age, period. And so when you look at countries like Israel that are really efficient, they're just going decade by decade, and now they're at 40-year-olds are being vaccinated. And I think in a sense, we have to just think like that. We can't look at every nuance and do things or else, you know, listen, it's an incentive to eat and and become large as you can get the vaccine earlier. That's obviously the wrong incentive here. So what we need to do is to make things simple. And I would recommend literally doing it by age and by exposure. If you're on the front line, you need a vaccine. Um, and that could be people working in a grocery store. That could be people driving taxi cabs. That could be people um, who are uh, public defenders or by decade, by age, which is the biggest risk factor for COVID-19 complications. Real quick, let's go to Jason in New York. Go ahead, Jason. Hey, guys, I got a couple quick questions. First one, you said you got the vaccine and then you said you fell under the weather shortly after. You're not spreading COVID when you're under the weather, right? That's a great question. The answer is no. There is nothing live in the vaccine. So what I'm feeling is my own immune response to the vaccine. And so in a sense, I was excited. You know, even though it wasn't as dry, I knew I didn't get placebo. To me, the fact my arm hurt and I had a little fever, I was like, yes, my immune system is coming through. Um, and that's my geeky scientist coming out. Um, but yeah, I was just my immune response to the spike protein, which cannot be conveyed to anybody else. Anything. That's a good I question. I got another quick question. Um, is it is it safe to continually wrap your penis with uh, tissues to prevent oh, dripping? Oh, how dare you? That's a personal question. <laughs> That's that not in his line happen. of expertise. Uh, <laughs> that, that is, stop it. Now, listen, I have a little leakage. Uh, Dr. Agus didn't need to know that about me. I'm sorry for that, Dr. Agus. Uh, okay, one last question from Angela, because there's so many questions I know, and, 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 and it, it is all confusing out there, but I think we've learned a lot. Let's go to Angela in Michigan. Hey, now, Howard, Robin, yes. Dr. Angus. Yes. Hey uh, my question is, um, I'm a frontline worker. I'm an ER nurse and a float nurse to med surge. My husband got COVID. I got COVID. Our son, thankfully, he's 14. We were able to quarantine well. He never got COVID. I got my first vaccination last week. Um, hopefully my husband will be soon. When are like teenagers going to be able to start getting the vaccination? Nobody's oh, been boy. able to give me a really good answer on that. So that's a great question. So right now the Pfizer vaccine is approved for 16 and older, Moderna 18 and older. Um, the trials now in children six and older are ongoing. So my gut is we will have that data in about a month or so. Um, you know, as you know, um, from being a frontline worker in the middle of this, when kids get COVID, they haven't been as sick as adults. So they'll be near the end of the line to get the vaccine. But as we roll around to April, May, I think we're going to start to vaccinate younger individuals. All right, Ralph, you get the last question. Go ahead. Hey, now. hey uh, Dr. Agus, I stopped smoking a couple of years ago and I thought that was a good thing. But here in New Jersey, if you're a smoker, you can get vaccinated before me. Is well, that that's fair? what Dr. I Agus, mean, that, no, that isn't fair. That's no, what Dr. Agus fair. is saying about obesity, and, and it's almost like rewarding no uh, bad behavior. It makes no sense. Yes, Miles, go ahead real quick in New York. Hey, Howard, how are you doing? And uh, thank you, doctor, for taking my call. Um, so I'm 34 years old, and I got COVID pretty severely back in March, um, and I ended up on a ventilator for uh, 18 days. I was in a coma. Um, so, you know, thankfully I recovered. Uh, learned how to walk, learned how to talk, eat again. I lost 40 pounds, gained it all back. But uh, I'm concerned if I should take the vaccine or not. 
you know, I had it so severely. I know I have antibodies. Should I wait for like everyone else? Should I be like last in line? Should I be, should I be trying to get it as soon as possible? I think this is a, yeah. I think this is a good question because I think again it goes to that assumption. People think because they had COVID nineteen, they now are immune from getting it again. And you're saying just the opposite. So, so I'll let so, Dr. Agus answer that. First of all, thank you for telling your story because it makes people realize that this virus is dangerous. And I appreciate you being honest and talking. Very about real. It. Um, there's no question. You need this vaccine for you know when people get COVID, they say, "Well, I have antibodies." Well, we don't know that they're what we call neutralizing antibodies. They actually do anything. And with the new strains, they may do very little. You know, you know that when you got COVID, when you get COVID a second time, in about 60% of cases, it can be worse off than the first time. So there's no question you need a vaccine and everybody who priorly, if there's such a word, had COVID-19 infection needs a vaccine. And it really is an important thing is what we're saying now is that if you have COVID now, you probably want to wait, you know, 60 days um, because you'll probably have at least two months of immunity or 60 or 90 days, two, three months of immunity and let somebody else have that vaccine. But after the two, three months, you need a vaccine. So if you have it now, wait two, three months. But otherwise, if you had it early, you need a vaccine, get in line based on your risk class and get that vaccine. Well, I'm really glad I had you on the show today, Dr. Agus. Um, not only did I get to play your very catchy theme song, Dr. Agus, Dr. <laughs> Agus, but really you are such a calming voice. And if there's anybody who was sort of on the fence about getting the vaccine, I think after hearing what you have to say, this is going to go a long way. And it's also Let's very hope. encouraging. Because now we know that there's an administration coming in who's full on into this thing and wants to take care of it on a federal level, not only throw money on it, but throw expertise into the fight against the COVID. Um, like I said, you can um, text Dr. Agus, believe it or not, at 310-299-9322. Gives you a regular update. I told you, check out his books. I've read The Lucky Years a couple of times. I told you the other day, I read The Lucky Years for a second yeah. time. Um, there's A Short Guide to a Long Life and The End of Illness. These are all great books. You oh, hear how calming, yeah. you hear how uh, bright this man is. I, I am really so grateful that not only are you in my life, but you, that you address my audience. You're doing, you're doing a great job. You really are. And I'm really glad you're working with the Biden administration and they're, and they're listening to you. And there's a real effort going on now. And thank um, all, you for your good. service, Dr. Agus. You bet. Well, thank you. Um, thank you both. I mean, obviously, you guys bringing attention to this is fantastic. And I miss having dinner with both of you. Um, it'd be so much fun to see you in person, look at your face, and um, exactly. and uh, have a real and meal. It, and I'm going to get you a black sweater. I'm going to buy you one because uh, you, <laughs> you need more of that. And I'm going to close out. Uh, I think I'm going to play the Dr. Agus theme song. What do you oh. think of that? See, do I still have it? I, I, oh, here it is. Here it is. Let, listen, Dr. Agus, let us all dance together now as we listen to. Listen. <laughs> Dr. Agus, 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 Yeah. Hello. I didn't know you were your agent. Oh, how are we dancing to Dr. Agus and how are Dr. Let's take our clothes off. Wow. Anyway, uh, thank you, Dr. Agus. Uh, you're a true blessing. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Love you both. Bye. Talk soon. There he is. Dr. Agus. Gotta love this guy. Come on. He's the greatest. The greatest. You, know, you think you're so great. I'm not. Not compared to him. <laughs> I am great, he's, but uh, not like that. He's the greatest. Well, he's only greater than me because he paid attention in school.
Had I paid attention, <laughs> I would be great. No, the guy is just phenomenal. He's amazing, yeah. Phenomenal yep. guy. I don't know anybody else like him. Yeah, listen, there'd be no show without him because he saved Robin. I got news for you. He's the guy I called when I was worried about my Robin. That's right. And he became uh, key. And now look at her. I mean, uh, I don't even believe it. <laughs> Miracle. Uh, Chris, go ahead in Colorado. He gave me some of that elephant stuff, I think. I swear to God, he injected <laughs> you with elephant sperm. Hey, Howard. Yes. Yes, Chris. Hey, now. Hey, now. And then I just want to tell you, you're hey, doing now. a great public service here. And you've got to get this uh, interview on an MP3 so people can send it out and let other people listen to it who are vaccine-averse because that was really one of the most intelligent and cogent things I've heard, and it's a great public service. I hope you can do that. Well, what you're going to see now, uh, once the inauguration takes place, you're going to see a guy immediately jump into hiring some of the best minds, as Dr. Agus said. He's uh, already done it. The, you know, he's assembled the team. They're ready to go. Yep. So you're going to start yeah, to no, see some was, real action. That was fantastic. You're going to see the new president it's come it. out and hold press conferences, assuring the country the same way FDR did. Um, you know, you're going to start to see real people coming together. You're going to see leadership and people are going to stop all the bullshit nonsense. That, oh, what do you want? There's, there's no, there's no uh, COVID-19. It's over. Announcing it was over. I One mean, guy I know said that there was a chip in the vaccine to keep track of everybody. I said, whoever's assigned to work for you is going to die of boredom. We already know what you're doing. But can you imagine, whatever the number was, 70-something million people voted for a guy who said, oh, don't worry, we've turned the corner, it's over. The, va the, or, the, the virus is over. Just said, I'm uh, not going to tell anybody. Yeah. Not plan for it. Just don't and tell people. I, I mean, I just don't know how people voted in that direction. I, I said, thank God it worked out that we're going to have real leadership now. I mean, you're going to see minds like Dr. Agus being given an open door uh, to the White House. Not don't wear a mask. You're going to hear, you better fucking wear a mask. Oh, and these this doctors is don't know anything. I'm smarter than they are. Yeah. I mean, I'm smarter than the generals. I'm smarter than the doctors. I mean, it's quite remarkable that. I'm breathing such a sigh of relief. I feel hope for the first time. And, and, uh, you might yeah. go out again. <laughs> I, I might have to. I, I felt the same way after listening to that. That was, that was, yep. it was great. Thank you. It was breathtaking. Okay. Thanks, Chris. That's Chris from Colorado. Uh, Paige, you're on the air. Go ahead. People need to talk. Go ahead, Paige in Texas. Oh, hey now, Howard. I'm a teacher hey and, I hey just now. want a vaccine so badly. Yes. Uh, we've been in person since September. I have 28 kids in my classes. There's no social distancing. Uh, they put these little plastic partitions on the tables. Insane. And I just look at the kids. I'm like, oh, did you know the air doesn't go over this way or that way? You, yeah, if you well, just you stay know. here, the air doesn't go backwards. Paige, <sighs> I think for the first time we're going to see a real federal effort you know, hang in there. We're uh, Hopefully, uh, I think things are going to start to rapidly change in this country about how everything is handled. There's going to be national mandates, national mask uh, mandates. There's You'll know be... where to get the vaccine, right. all of that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yes, just, you know, I've been... Hold on. I've been is scouring what I'm the... 
Yes, thank you so much for what you're doing. I, I, you guys have gotten me through this. I've never been an angry person, but you sort of taught me psychologically to kind of uh, embrace my anger and, and look at it and not just run around and try to please people and tell them I'm okay. I don't know why right. I'm not an essential worker in Texas. It's just I'm just so you angry. Should be, but now Kinda. it's all going to change. All the rules are all over the place. You're going to see. Uh, we we just got to hang on for 24 more hours till the inauguration. And I'm telling you, <laughs> we won we won the first hurdle. Uh, we're going to actually have a, a federal government again. That gives a shit. I'm so excited. Uh, that's, yes, yeah. yes. All right, Paige. Thank you. Uh, Thank and I you. know, I know, I know. There's 75 million of you out there who who think I'm insane for saying that, but I don't know. I think you're insane. I well, do. I was told by some of the 75 million or however many there were that once the election was over, that COVID was going away. Yeah, what are they saying go. now? <laughs> well, listen, they say a lot of dumb shit. Okay. Well, I had a bunch of things to get to, but there's always tomorrow. You know, we're going to, I want to, um, I'm going to celebrate um, a couple of things tomorrow on the show. That I think you're going to like, and we're going to have one more year in review as well. Oh, excellent! Uh, yes, I was and, enjoying uh, year in review. I wanted to show you this. I'm a little afraid of this. This is a, is a gift I got from Rob Zombie for my birthday. Rob Zombie sent me a Herman Munster puppet. Oh, vintage. that's it! Oh, it's so cute! Isn't it's all that green? something? <laughs> I want to work it, but I'm afraid this come came from. I asked Rob where he got it. He said an antique shop. Um, that means somebody owned this before, and it means somebody's gross hand was in here. So I'm afraid but to work the Howard. Hello, Lily. By this time, do you know that thing I sent you that you plug in and it creates uh, ozone water? Yes. You could have squirted that all over it I'm not and inside that. it, and it would be sterilized by now. Hello, Robin. It's me, Herman. <laughs> He does look like the guy from The Righteous Brothers. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? You've lost that love and feeling. Oh, that love. When I was a kid, I would have died for a Herman Munster little yeah, hand puppet like this. Yeah. Isn't that a beauty? Look at that. Pretty it's, well made. It's really great. Or you could yep. steam it. There's a million things you could do to clean it. Things can be cleaned, you know. What if I microwave it? Maybe that'll do it. Well, that'll kill everything. Maybe even Herman. <laughs> Look at Herman. Oh, 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 You know, that puppet is smiling much more than Fred Gwynn ever did. That's true. <laughs> um, Ronnie, I bet you felt, felt good listening to Dr. Agus. You're not afraid now to go get the vaccine. He's getting it today. Yeah. I bet you that was good for you, right? Are you relieved? You feel confident getting the vaccine? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That I'm so nervous, but I, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to get it. You're going to be fine. I don't know. What are you nervous about? Just about the, you know, if this, if I get any reaction from it, that's all. Uh, you'll get a little reaction. You might get a little he or hurt of you. Might even get a little sore arm or a little fever. Take but some no, Tylenol. No all right, calm yeah. down. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it. All right, go ahead. I'm going go. today to get the vaccine. Okay, go. All right, quickly. I'll let you know. I'll let you know tomorrow how I feel. Everyone right. is waiting with bated Just breath. Do it! I know. <laughs> I'm an influencer, Imagine. remember? That's right. You know, thank you, Ron. You know, I know on some level this Herman Munster, you know, I know it's silly of me that I'm afraid to put my hand in the Herman Munster puppet because I'm afraid I'll get sick. What, but, well, whatever's on the inside would probably be on the outside, too, wouldn't it? I know. I don't know. But, but you know, I'm, I'm having an irrational response. I know that. But 
Imagine if I did die from handling the Herman Munster puppet. I mean, that would be embarrassing, right? I mean, you, what you, you happened have to admit. To this morning announcing you had no more anxiety. <laughs> Want to see Herman pick his nose? Look. There you go. <laughs> Never saw that before. Now I would not touch that hand. I would not touch <laughs> that hand. He picked his nose. <laughs> well, let's go to John. John, you're on the air. John Kishmir and Tukhasaran from New York. Yes. much for that interview. I love listening to Dr. Agus. I wanted to follow up with uh, his comments about uh, you uh, taking this interview further. Is there any way, because you do film it and everything, that it could be released on other channels, serious, have specials on your other channels? you got 35 million people. That's 10% of uh, who needs to... Uh, to get vaccinated. Well, that's possible. Would it, it, release all this. Yeah, if Sirius wanted to do that, I'd be fine with it. I mean, that's up to them. But uh, so far, uh, I'm. let's see if the phone rings. Hello? Yeah, this is Sirius. Uh, we need the, the interview with Dr. Regis on every channel. Go ahead, guys. Feel free to air it. Can't wait to hear it. Thank you, John. And we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm up for anything. But uh, I just thought that was particularly useful. All right, look. Tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow's another day. We're going to sit down. We're going to get to a lot, Robin. Tomorrow's show is going to be very fast-paced. I don't know if you're going to be able to handle it. Yes. Might be too fast for me. Yes. Everything I didn't get to today. Now, you say, what is it I didn't get to today? Yeah, what didn't you get to? First of all, I didn't read you the fan mail. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Oh, I got it here. Okay, I'll do this real quick. Uh, last week, we talked to Charlie the shit guy, the guy who uh, is a um, masochist. He had a master. Do you remember oh, this yes, guy? yes, yes, yes. Charlie? I uh, tried to forget him. Now you've brought him back. <laughs> there you go. We got an, I, I went upstairs. Beth goes, how is work? I said, I spoke to a guy on the air who loves to, um, he, he wants a woman to shit in his mouth. She goes, oh, why did you say that? Why did you say that? I, you know, I sometimes I forget I live with a woman, uh, you know. Well, like, to me, that's funny. But uh, she was like, oh, my God. I, I Now I'm oh. thinking about that. I'm eating lunch and blah, 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 right. blah, blah. Oh. Uh, but most of the uh, fans felt the same way as Beth. This fucking guy is disgusting and in real need of some serious professional help. Most uh. of the guests on our show need professional help. What can I tell you? I can't blame his wife for leaving him. I was in the middle of eating breakfast during this segment, and I wanted to vomit all over my kitchen. He's so gross. Howard, listening to the show on Wednesday morning, I was very intrigued by what Charlie had to say until he started describing his dream of eating excrement. I started dry heaving and couldn't take anymore. For the love of God, please never have Charlie the shit guy on anymore. I couldn't handle (laughs) Debbie the cum lady and Jeff the vomit guy, but this was the worst. Charlie the shit guy. Horrible. I had to tune it out until he was off the air. Have mercy on our ears, Howard. Oh, come on. Let's be adventurous. Oh, no. These people are right. (laughs) What's adventurous about listening to a guy wanting to eat shit? We we met Charlie (laughs) through, uh, usually eat shit is an insult. It's an insult, for God's sake. Uh, Yes. yes, Thank you. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. We met Charlie through Wolfie, who discovered him at an event called the Ball Bash. A cock and ball torture. Uh, on Wednesday, Wolfie said that Charlie sent clips of his favorite pornos to him. And I do have a sample of what Wolfie receives in this clip. Oh, really? Yeah, he likes uh, S&M. 
And this clip, two women are squeezing the balls of a guy who is chained up to a cross. Wolfie uh, actually watched this. This was sent in by Charlie, the guy who likes to eat duty. <laughs> I just love these squeezes. I just love doing this. <laughs> Sadly, this is the only way Wolfie can come now oh. since he watched it. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, that's porno. By the way, Robin, you received praise for your reaction to Charlie. The fans loved your witty comebacks. The best line of Wednesday's show goes to Robin. Where the make-a-wish for the demented. Evidently, when you said that, this guy got very into it. Uh, I love when Robin said, a fist is a fist, in reaction to Charlie talking about being fisted by women. Isn't that nice? So, Robin, once again, you come out on top in all of this. Um, Look what it takes. We have to be interviewing Charlie. There was a lot of discussion with Sal last week. We talked about spiritual signs, the origin of his uh, piss porn fetish, some of the experiences he had working as a stockbroker on Wall Street. Overall, the fans can't get enough Sal. Honestly, they say <laughs> Sal is the gift that keeps on giving. He's like an STD. Always team Sal. He never disappoints. Sal is the best. Last week, he was staring at squirrels, trying to find the meaning of life. It turns out that the meaning of life for him is watching piss porn with his brother-in-law. Howard, please, please sit down with Sal for a full-on Stern Show interview. You can be the key that unlocks all the crazy stories in that man's head. I'm sure there's more. Well, Sal is an ongoing project, and I guarantee you in the next couple of years, you will hear a lot more of Sal. Yeah, we're going to crack the code in the next five years and get it all. Yes. Well, in any case, uh, then there was a lot of comment on Bobo's uh, accident. Bobo, who is a driving instructor, uh, you know, his impeccable driving record was called into question on Wednesday's show after a listener called in with a story about Bobo getting into an accident while on the job with the United States Postal Service. Bobo was furious. Uh, very calmly, he told his side of the story. The fans never miss an opportunity to goof on Bobo. Here's a couple of email. Uh, good God, Bobo is so annoyingly stupid. It took him professional training to learn to duck when something is about to hit him in the head. Uh, I got him my great training. He still has a head. That's right. He said, Howard, I saw this uh, the, the overpass and uh, I ducked down because I knew uh, my head would have been taken off. <laughs> uh, I got in my car on Wednesday morning and went on the Sirius XM app to listen to the Stern Show segments that I missed. I saw the one that was labeled Bobo's car accident. I immediately started laughing before I even listened to it. He's radio <laughs> gold. A lot of the audience came down on Jason for being critical of Ronnie over his decision to hold off on getting the vaccine. Well, that's all moot now because Ronnie's right. getting the vaccine. Yeah. But it did say it's comical that Jason is busting Ronnie's balls for not believing in science. You fat fuck. Have you ever heard of diabetes, a triple, a triple bypass surgery or healthy food? That's called science, you blimp. People very angry with Jason. Jason is such a dumb, giggly jerk. He has the audacity to get on his high horse to attack Ronnie. When the leading cause of death in males is heart disease. The guy is deep-throating hot dogs before he goes on his bullshit diet. Fuck Jason. So Jason taking a big hit in big his hit. war 
with Ronnie. All right, gang. See you tomorrow. Everyone is uh, excited. Oh, here's one more email. Sal is out of his mind. Signed, Charlie the shit guy. Wow, everybody's going at each other. I can't believe what excitement we're having on this show. Well, there you go. I know there's many more phone calls. I know that I didn't get to uh, your quarantine questions. I didn't get to best celebrity moments, which is uh, our year in review. Ah, yes. I have to talk to you about Wendy's finances, Wendy the slow adult. I have um, another phony phone call featuring one of my impressions. I was going to talk to you about The View. I was going to talk to you about Underdog Woman and uh, how she's doing during the pandemic. But, Robin, there's always tomorrow. There's always exciting stuff going on. And tomorrow is a bonus on Inauguration Day. Donald Trump and Joe Biden will call in tomorrow. Really? To speak about the transfer of power. They will be talking to one another about it. So I uh, was is- really impressed that Donald was staying till the very last day. Absolutely. He's going to leave during the ceremony. I was like, boy, he really did like being president. I'm very gracious uh, not to have the Bidens to the White House. And Melania says, be oh, no, kind he to everyone. didn't want to see a new president. He wanted to stay president. Yes, well, he tried everything he could to stay president. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hello, everybody. We'll see. Uh, oh, my goodness. Wow, I have a medical. Goodness. I was going to ask Dr. Happened? Agus. I think um, I think I should not get the vaccine based on my condition, my pre-existing condition. Something we'll be back is, tomorrow. Yeah, brewing in there. Right.